Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. There is a company called EverFi. Easy to remember, E-V-E-R-F-I. And I have a couple of the officers from EverFi that are on the line with us right now. Sandra Solovey is on the line, and she is the vice president of content. And Preston Clark is the officer involved with corporate compliance. Sandra, I'm going to ask you first. Tell us what EverFi is. Thanks so much for having us. I'm going to have Preston jump in with that, and then I'll come back and tell you more about the training and how we approach things. All right, Preston, just give us an overview of what the company is. I know it's the largest in the world. Sure, Frank, and I appreciate it. Yeah, EverFi, we're a digital education company. We we focus on very intractable issues, and certainly there are more intractable issues that are front-page news than ever before. We train about 10 million uh, employees, students, faculty, staff um, annually uh, on, to- on topics like harassment, diversity, inclusion, etc. Now, in addition to the other things that you train, one of the things that we talked about, and the reason I called you, is this whole training for, I'd rather call it sexual sensitivity in the workplace. And I imagine wh- whichever of you wants to answer that that, that that whole demand for training has just exploded in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it, it certainly has, Frank, and, and it's been it's an interesting time because we our business tends to peak and valley as, as these issues unfortunately become headlines, and, and with the the Weinstein on down and the Me Too campaign that we've seen, uh, the phones are indeed ringing off the hook. Sandra, you're the you're the vice president of content, so you do you are you involved in putting these training programs together? Absolutely. And, you know, we see this huge cultural shift happening right now where people are really ready to acknowledge the issue of harassment and to do something about it. So there's just rising tide of unacceptability. Um, so I really see this as a chance for organizations and individuals to learn more about the issue. Um, and it's, it's so important to do that well. You know, you can't just expect someone to learn and throw out some legal stuff and and think that that's going to make a difference. So it's really about creating a training that works and speaks to the person who's learning. It's, you know, it can be really subtle. Are you you finding uh, different organizations asking for this kind of training? I mean, I have had it as an adjunct professor. I have had it in different companies. But are you finding new organizations, uh, untypical organizations that are saying we need to know now, too? I would say, so we're, you know, if you look at the history of California, it's just one example. So California has had a, a law in place, AB 1825, for over a decade. And you have a lot of organizations that are mandated to do harassment training, whether it's high quality or not. I think that what we've seen just in the past few weeks is that there's a lot of draw 
for media companies for reasons you can appreciate, higher ed institutions. We, we serve almost 2,000 with harassment and sexual violence education. So I think we've seen some trends, certainly in the last two weeks, but also I'd say in the last 18 months, that are indicative of the cultural shift that, that Sandra mentioned. Sandra, how, how has the curriculum changed in the last, say, five years? Because I, I mentioned, you know, 10 years ago, a program might not even have mentioned the word transgender or same-sex marriage. How has the curriculum changed? I love that question. That's brilliant. Curriculum has changed in a few ways. So one of the ways, as you mentioned, is what content is covered. Um, you know, California just had a law going into effect, for example, that mandates that that sexual harassment training includes certain coverage topics, uh, especially gender identity and gender uh, expression, among others. Um, but it's also changed um, in terms of what's effective. So, for example, talking about bystander intervention. Like one of the things that happens a lot is people take this training and they think either, you know, hey, well, I'm not someone who's going to be harassed and, uh, you know, I'm not a person who's going to harass someone, so what does it really matter to me? And that has changed a lot because now we know when we're doing training that that person's potentially a bystander or an influencer of workplace culture and that there is a role for them that's really important and that they have a lot to learn from training and can contribute to the workplace. So those are some of the ways that training has changed. You know, one of the people that, that sent us a text when I was uh, talking about you folks coming on said, this just goes to show how politicians live in their own little world. I had sexual harassment training years ago and now they're saying the people on the hill need it and and you know that that's an interesting point are, are there organizations that you think should be doing this that aren't I, you know, I think that by industry, we, we've seen pretty across the board uh, uh, an insurgence of these types of programs. And so I don't, I'm not going to, I don't think Sandra, I would come out and say there's a group of, of folks who are, you know, negligently not training on this topic and should be. But I would say that I think the approach has been, let's do, just do this for supervisors or let's just do this for a small population of our workforce. And so I think, and Sandra, I'm sure will echo this, we're, we're now seeing a lot of interest from boards and CEOs saying it's not enough for us to just train a certain cohort or population of our workforce. It's more about like because of bystander intervention, because of other elements of, of inclusion, that this really needs to be something that reaches globally across an organization. I, I notice on your website it, it, it mentions that your your uh, your audience includes K to twelve. Now, are you doing programs for students or teachers teaching K to twelve? Yes. So in, in good question, Frank. So we actually don't yet train on harassment and sexual violence education in K through 12. So we, another part of our business is focused on financial literacy and other key topics. So we are not yet there, but we are very much in, in higher ed. You know, in higher so high school, higher ed or just college? Just, just college and university. And are you, do, are you doing faculty or are you doing students as well? Both, both. So under Title IX in the Clery Act, there's actually a mandate that requires um, annual training for student populations around sexual violence and, and, and substance abuse. So we're the largest provider of that, but that also extends to faculty and staff. And so um, that is an area we're in. Uh, most of the colleges and universities in Pennsylvania, in California, in Florida, 
in New York. So we, this is an area that has been uh, a, a large part of, of the service we've provided to the country. Sandra, let me ask you a question, and, and forgive me if I ask it in an awkward way, but are, are there situations that people might not be aware are, are sexually insensitive? Absolutely. That happens all the time, and that's why the training is so important, because it's not just, you know, I, th- I think we kind of have this idea of, like, a, a really bad guy who does some kind of really overt sexual harassment to someone, and we all know that's wrong. And that's not what the training is about. It's about understanding those more subtle issues that can come up, understanding that not everyone sees things the same way, for example. Um, and so it's, it's really that kind of sensitivity and subtleness that you need to get into the training. And that's why it's so important to do these individual trainings. You know, talk about issues like microaggression, um, for example, something that maybe not everyone knows what that is. Training can help with that. And the things that I always think is really important is not just to do sexual harassment prevention training, but to support it with the diversity and inclusion training, too. It's not about legal liability, but it is about understanding respect and how different people see things differently. Indeed. Now, you, we have a, a large audience. Preston, is there some way that people can, can find out more about EverFi? Yeah, Frank, the easiest way, of course, is, uh, is everfi.com. And, and there's, a, there's a demo button on the right-hand side of the screen that folks can, can uh, access. Phone number also is 202-625-0011. Happy to answer any questions, give you any resources that could be helpful. Well, thank you both for taking time out of your busy day, and I'm grateful for all the information. That's Preston Clark and Sandra Solovey from EverFi. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.